It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, presented by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use their free app. Just search Fetch Me in your phone's app store. Download that free handy little thing. I did it a, uh, a few months ago now at this point, and Lee and I use it all the time. Because it's easy, it's quick, it's convenient. You got to love it. And the folks are always so stinking nice. We get like the same two or three folks out in Opelika, and um, <laughs> kind of friends with them now. It's kind of cool. Kind of cool. So use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery Free. I, I tell you what, we went up to Ohio uh, for for the past week. It's so good to be back. So good to be talking into a microphone. And uh, I actually brought up some stuff to be able to record up there. But I, uh, my mother in law, got this new cat, and I, and I'm allergic to cats. Usually, it's not that big of a deal. But oh my gosh, I like woke up in the middle of the night, I like, couldn't breathe. I, I never had a reaction like that. I've always kind of like felt for folks who uh, had allergic reactions because I've just never really been in that situation. Now I can I can somewhat relate. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. But we're back. We're Oh, yeah, anyway, yeah, so we, we used uh, Grubhub was big up in uh, Columbus, and it's just not the same. <laughs> it's just not, it's not the same thing at all. So the folks uh, listen to this podcast in the Auburn Opelika area, check out Fetch Me. I mean, it, it really is the best in the business. And, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, fight for market share and all that stuff nationally. And it's just local is better. Local is better most of the time. And that is the case here with Fetch Me. All right. So, we haven't had a live show in a while, so I want to I want to go back a bit. We'll get into basketball, and there's a there's a question I threw out on Twitter that a lot of people answered that I want to touch on. But let's first first things first. Let, 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 let's start with Nick Coe. I know that's gone back a little bit, and I know it's not really that important, especially with the Outback Bowl coming up in uh, two days. Two days, way too long. The um, yeah the, the the big thing is really. I don't think this is surprising. And a lot of people were really shocked when Nick Coe announced that he was not going to play in the bowl game and that he was going to enter the NFL draft. The NFL is, I I think the NFL is going to like this guy. I think the NFL is going to love his athleticism, love his size. I think the big question is what position does he play? I think he's an outside linebacker at the next level. He's not going to be an outside linebacker at Auburn. So that's one reason to leave. And two, just the the off the field stuff. I mean, there were games where he just didn't play in, and you know that surprised a lot of people. It surprised me at the time, and just kind of hearing, you know, Malzahn talk about there are certain standards that he needed to meet and he did not. I think that says a lot. I think that says a lot. Now, my prediction was he was not going to be at Auburn next year. I, I I thought there was a slight chance that he was going to transfer, but I did not expect him to be an Auburn Tiger next year, and, and I don't know. I don't know if there was frustration there, but like he, when he was on the field earlier in the year, like he wasn't relevant at all. And then you know you saw Big Cat Bryant get better throughout the year, and I mean there was just guys in the rotation that were better than Nick Coe. And it's such a shame because you heard all of this. And I'm not a fan with this, and Albert's kind of done it a lot with the past few years over with different guys. But you know there was all this talking. You know that Nick Coe could play all these different positions, and it's like okay, well which one's he best at? You know, he, he was never really a starter. 
And I think that's um, I think that's telling when you look back and think about it. It's like, wait, you know, it's just kind of okay at everything. And you kind of look at it and you're like, well, how, how much of his success was because of Marlon and because of Derek and, you know, all those guys up there. So I, uh, I wish him the best of luck. You know, a lot of folks are saying like, hey, that's dumb of him to do that. I don't think it is. I, I, I think he's going to get drafted. He may get drafted higher than you think. He's going to test extremely well. And I think his athleticism and his size and his skill set, I think it works better than NFL defense than what Auburn does. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I just I don't think it was a bad a bad decision. But uh, yeah, guys, I hope every, all of you had a had a great Christmas. I, I saw a lot of people getting um, you know posting pictures of them getting tickets to the um, the Outback Bowl. I'm like, okay, if I was given Outback Bowl tickets, like I don't know if I would go. That's just. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of remind me of like everybody opening tickets and like having national championship tickets in their um, in their stockings and under their tree and all that several years ago. And man, that was a fun time. I kind of kind of had flashbacks during all of that. But uh, yeah, let's talk about basketball. Auburn basketball, one of two undefeated teams left throughout the country. And I don't think anyone listening to the show would have called that. Going into the year. I mean, what an exciting season it's been so far. The sad thing about it is none of it means anything. None of it means anything, but Auburn finishes its non-conference play at a perfect 12-0 as they defeated Lipscomb yesterday at the time of this recording. 86-59. to And you look at it, D'Angelo Purifoy Probably had his best game of the year, and it's a shame because uh, Jamal Johnson had the best stat line of the night, and I don't think it's even really close. But Daniel Purifoy across 23 minutes, shot nine times, made five, three of five from three, uh, had nine rebounds, a rebound away from that double-double. 17 points. 17 points across 23 minutes, and he only shot the ball nine times. If Daniel Purifoy does that every game, Auburn will not lose. But that's just not going to happen. Isaac Okoro, who's kind of been in a... In a slump, if you want to call it that, he still scored 14 points, only shooting nine times, played 30 minutes, 0 for 2 from 3, but finding ways uh, to crash boards, got four rebounds, two assists. Isaac Okoro is so stinking good, man. He's so good. And, you know, I, I don't think he's playing that well right now. I think a lot of Auburn players aren't playing that well right now, and they're still finding ways to win. Austin Wiley, 22 minutes, 3 of 7 from uh, the field, 0 for 1 from 3. Don't ever shoot a 3-pointer, uh, Austin Wiley. 11 rebounds, 10 points. Quiet double-double. That's I think that's the new norm for Austin Wiley. Samir Dowdy played 33 minutes, led the Tigers in minutes, which is um, not surprising at this point, but was extremely inefficient. Five of 13 from the field, one of seven from three, two rebounds, seven assists, and 11 points. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to hit on Samir Dowdy too much here, but in his worst shooting, I, I don't know what his, um, what his assist was. His best assist mark for the year is, but he found a way. It wasn't his night shooting, and he still had seven assists. So he almost had a double-double just from the assists. So you, you got to love that. And Javon McCormick, uh, once again, not super efficient there. 28 minutes, three for seven from the field, two of six from three, eight points. Four assists, two rebounds. So that's um, kind of a typical line for Javon McCormick. Anthony McLemore, 17 minutes, three points. Yeah, you usually expect to see a little bit more from him. Devin Cambridge played a little bit more than usual. 15 minutes, two of three from the field. Uh, he had a three-point shot, five points there. And then uh, Jamal Johnson, 
in my opinion, the player of the game. Five of seven from the field, four of six from three, and he scored 14 points. Justin Ferguson, friend of the program, writes for The Athletic, also uh, co-host of Lunch Break on ESPN 106.7. I think he said it best. He tweeted out that every good player, excuse me, every good team needs a player like Jamal Johnson. And he's right. A guy that can come off the bench and make three threes a game. He made three in the first half. He made another one in the second half. And that's that's all he does. Now, he played a little bit more than he typically does. And if he plays like he did yesterday in the non-conference season finale, he's going to play a lot. He's going to play a lot. So he's um, he's a guy that I was a big fan of in, in his play. So looking at Auburn's schedule moving forward, it's, it's time to, to jump into the SEC. And... You got to be excited about that. It's like, all right, you know, the, the the big knock against Auburn is they haven't played any of these physically dominant teams. They've played experienced teams. They've played teams that have, you know are probably going to be in the tournament just based on based on winning a, a weaker conference schedule. Now the the big question is, how do they do it against teams with similar talent levels? I don't think you're going to see it against Mississippi State. I think Auburn will take care of business. Then that's uh, this upcoming Saturday, but then uh, Wednesday you got Vanderbilt. I'm not worried about that one. And the, but next Saturday, January 11th, you got Georgia. And that's one that, if I had to predict when Auburn's first loss is, that's, that's the one I'm circling. So Auburn would make it to 15-0 with a loss to Georgia. You still take that. But we'll see. I, you know, I, could be, I could be off on that. I could be off on that. Auburn's going to be ready to play. I believe that game is at home. I just put the schedule away like a dummy. But all right, in just a moment, I'm going to get to your tweets. I, I asked a, a question about... Uh, looking back at this past year, and uh, I, I want to read some of the answers, and I'll, I'll share mine as well, and you guys can tell me how I'm wrong. So this is the Locked On Auburn podcast. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys. So earlier this week, I tweeted out a question asking, who would make your top five Auburn Tigers of 2019? Calendar year, not just football. In fact, I was kind of wanting stuff outside of football, and, and you guys delivered. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. That's where I tweeted this, and I retweeted it from the Locked On Auburn Twitter page at Locked On Auburn. Walt said, number five, Iron Bowl. Number four, Equestrian goes undefeated. Number three, College World Series. Number two, Final Four in basketball. Number one, SEC Tournament Champs, of course, in in basketball. One, it's, it's amazing that all those things happened in 2019. Two is... Walt putting SEC tournament champs above the Final Four. That surprised me, but that's okay. I love how different all these answers are, so we'll, we'll, we'll jump into that in a second. Uh, Patrick said, Jared, Bryce, Chuma, Derek, and Bo. So three basketball, and then, of course, Derek Brown and, uh, and Bo Nix. William said, Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, Stephen Williams, a little be- uh, baseball nod, Derek Brown, and Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl Stan account said, this is tough. Men's basketball and equestrian had all-time program highs. Baseball had a great run. Football had one of the best defenses to ever play on the Plains. Yeah, I think that's why this question is fun. 
I think I think this is exactly why it's so fun to look at this and think back and say, holy cow, Auburn was so successful in 2019. It's crazy. No other no other institution in the country can come anywhere close to what Auburn did in 2019. Sure, they may have had national championships in one of the three or four main sports, but Auburn was competitive, and not just competitive like making the postseason, competitive as in like having a chance to win the dang thing. And all of these, it's crazy. All right, Josh Four said, um, Bo Nix, Malik Dunbar, Isaac Okoro, KJ Britt, and Sean Shivers. This is probably the list I'm most off on. I'm fine with Bo Nix being there. Malik Dunbar and Isaac Okoro. I mean, if you're picking basketball guys, those are not the two I would have picked. Malik Dunbar, I, I'm a big fan of his his game last year, and he he provided a big spark for Auburn basketball in their Final Four run. Isaac Okoro, you know, hadn't really done anything yet, but he's uh, he's had an awesome awesome freshman year. KJ Britt is on my list of my top ten, and, uh, and Sean Shivers. I, I love Sean Shivers, but there's just a lot of guys I would have put ahead of him. But hey, Josh Four, I, I appreciate you listening. And um, I like that these lists are different, once again. All right, um, let's see. Uh, Bo Nix is yo daddy tweeted. Jared, Bryce, Chuma, Malik, and Derek. Man, so you're, you're going to list all the starters from last year's basketball squad except for Anthony McElmore? Come on. And you know, can't, can't argue with putting Derek Brown on the list. Uh, Brett says Bryce Brown, Jared Harper, Chuma, Derek Brown, and Bruce Pearl. Okay, yeah, Bruce Pearl. I didn't put I didn't put coaches on my list, but you could definitely argue that Bruce Pearl could be number one if you wanted to. Derek Brown, Seth Williams, Bo Nix, Okiki, and Okoro from Chris. Mason said Derek Brown, Seth Williams, Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, and Judd Ward. That's another baseball name. Love that. Keith said um, Darian Goburn. That's fun. Bryce Brown, Derek Brown. Ashton Alexander and Ryan Bliss, so represent all the sports here. Diz said, uh, looks like his his name's Randall, Casey Mize, Cam, Casey Cooper, Jared Harper, and Bruce Pearl. Oh, then he said, whoops, was in uh, decade mode. All right, then he said, Bruce Pearl, Bryce Brown, Jared Harper, Tanner Burns, and Bo Nix. That's a good list. I like it. Jared, Bryce, Chuma, Derek Brown, and Tanner Burns from Grant. Yeah, so you're, I mean, we're, we're seeing the same 10 names or so. The Gloat, Colonel Steve said, Greg Williams, Bruce Pearl, Butch Thompson, Gus Malzahn, and Rod Bramlett. Yeah, that's a good list. He had honorable mention, Alan Green, Charles Barkley, and Tim Cook. The Gloat always bringing it, always on his toes, always bringing us good opinions. I love it. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, I'm going to go through mine. There's there's a lot of other answers, but I don't I don't want this to get stale. So this is uh this is my list. Please tweet at me. Tell me I'm wrong. I'll start from ten. Number ten, I have KJ Britt. I love what he did on the defense. I mean, he was the guy that I think stepped up the most on the defense. I know there's going to be a lot of talk about what Derek Brown, what Marlon Davidson did. 
but I, I think KJ Britt was kind of the glue. I mean, he was, you know, we, we, we've seen some awesome linebacker play from Auburn over the past few years. Deshaun Davis comes to mind because he's kind of been holding it down for the last several seasons. And KJ Britt came out, and, you know, that was the big storyline. Nobody was really worried about the linebackers, but I don't think that makes it less impressive with what KJ Britt did. And he was, um, I think he was incredible this season. Number nine, um, I got um, I got Tanner Burns. Give him a little love to uh, to baseball, and of course his pitching was a big reason why Auburn found success there. Stephen Williams is number eight. I kind of loved eight and nine together. So there's uh, there's the nod to to baseball. Number seven. This is a little little unconventional, and I think this is where people will be like, "Ah, Zach, you're reaching here." I'm gonna say Darius Slayton. Auburn has been recruiting these awesome wide receivers for several years, really ever since Cody Burns and even going back to the, the coach before him with um, Damian Craig. I mean, Auburn has been able to bring in these very talented wide receivers, and there's been nothing to show for it from an NFL standpoint. And I think you could argue Darius Slayton had the best rookie year for a receiver, and he did it against uh, with, with, with an offense that didn't have anything else. I mean, none of those other guys could stay on the field. Sterling Shepard was expected to be the guy, and he wasn't. Of course, Odell Beckham leaves, and you got a rookie quarterback for the majority of the season, and Darius Slayton looked like a veteran. And I think that's going to help with the mindset of drafting Auburn receivers. Nah, I, I really do. Number six, this guy wasn't on any list either. I'm going with Cam Martin. And just the way that he stayed true to Auburn. He, he loved Auburn, and you could tell he had the chance to leave, and he didn't. Probably had a chance to leave multiple times, but obviously, uh, as far as being a grad transfer guy, he only had the chance once, but he, um, I think he showed, I think he showed a big part of what makes college athletics so special, especially in this era where, with the evolution of the transfer portal and guys just saying, hey, me, 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 I want playing time. So I want to give a, a tip of my cap to Cam Martin, buried on the depth chart, still uh, was eager to help in any way that he could, and he just, you could tell he loved Auburn, and you know, you're know you seeing features with, I think Justin did one with The Athletic, I think I saw one on AL.com as well, saying like, hey, you know, Cam Martin deserves deserves to be recognized, so I think that's I think that's pretty cool. Number five, I have Auburn quarterback Bo Nix. I mean, the fact that the SEC freshman of the year is this far down just says how crazy of a year it was for Auburn athletics. Number four, Chuma Okiki. Number three, Bryce Brown. And number two, Jared Harper. Um, I think we can nitpick and reorganize those three names if you want, but I think they definitely need to be in the top five. And then uh, number one, I've got Derek Brown. The, the I think you could say he's the best defensive player to ever come through Auburn. And the season he had was incredible. And now that the draft order is officially set, you're seeing him mock draft at like number three, which is um, which is fun. And once again, you know, Darius Slayton's success, Derek Brown's success. I mean, you, the Gus Malzahn's putting guys into the league. And the whole, you know, Auburn players aren't going to get better throughout their time that, uh, throughout their time on the planes. You can put that to bed. You can definitely put that to bed. Uh, I think Michael is going to join me tomorrow on the show via the Locked On Auburn hotline. I think he's still out in Arizona, but we will chat with him tomorrow. Guys, uh, it's good to be back. Thank you so much for listening over the uh, over the break. Shouldn't be any more best of shows. We should be uh, we should be back in the thick of it now. So 
Check out our friends at Fetch Me and tune in tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter once again at Z Blackerby and the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.